Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. What's up, Chicago? I'm Aaron Allen, and this is The Rundown. When you walk into the ground floor installation at the Hyde Park Arts Center, it might take a minute to process what you're looking at. One wall is made up of garage doors. On warm days, they're open to the sidewalk outside and the sun reflects off of a silver and gold structure that takes up most of the installation space. The artist Edra Soto calls it an architectural intervention. Edra has created a number of these interventions all over the country, including Puerto Rico. They're part of a 10-year project called GRAFT. Fragments of pieces from past GRAFT installations hang on the walls and sit on pedestals. And when you walk closer, you can look inside viewfinders, which is a sort of peephole, and see photos of the piece's original installation. Edra loves making photo archives. It's really hard for me to remember so many things. So photographs, pictures, Instagram, all of this is like part of my memory. So it's no wonder then that her latest installation is itself a sort of archive. It's called El Destino, A Decade of Graft. Edra grew up in a creative family in Puerto Rico with parents who made ceramics and decorated cakes. And whether you've moved across cultures and languages like her, or you're still living in your childhood home, it's easy to take for granted the spaces we grew up in. Graft is a reminder that those structures you spent your formative years in have value and history. As for Edra, it's been a winding road from art student to high school art teacher to prolific artist and curator. Much of the work we see from her now started at the Hyde Park Art Center. So I thought it was only fitting that we sit down there in the space to talk about all of it. After 10 years of teaching high school, I saw an opportunity to um, cut my hours of work. My husband established himself financially, and I thought, I think this is my chance to kind of uh, take a chance and pursuing my career. I think I I never left it. I never stopped pursuing my art. It will never leave you, and you know it's like it's no. so you can't you can't leave it alone. I think I had too much passion for it because I I'm not only I not only like making things, but I love I appreciate it. Like I love going to see art. I I never have mm-hmm. gotten tired of it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it so much. So I feel very privileged. You know, when the world is shut down. <laughs> they were museums. I could go see art and feel my soul, you know, yes, feed yes. myself. <laughs> yeah. So it's very special. Yeah. So you came here? Came here. Okay. There was still a professional development program uh, that is called the Center Program. And that was my second time uh, oh. have, uh, showing at Hyde Park Art Center but the first time exploring this body of work, the graft 
serious. So I did my second iteration of graft here. And because I show at this same gallery uh, some years before at, in a group exhibition, once I joined the center program, I wasn't uh, thinking about, uh, I want to show at this gallery. I was thinking, I want to do something that makes me f feel fulfilled. Yes. And what can I do? So I kept, one great thing about doing professional development in an, in an institution like this is that you can explore all the different facets of the institution, the schools, the different uh, exhibition spaces, the architecture. So uh, eventually I, I landed think, thinking about what about doing an architectural intervention at the library, which is a very special place, mm -hmm. you know, that sometimes, sometimes get overlooked. I love this place. I want, I want to do something that also frames this, mm. this place. Is that how Graft came about, the framing kind of Well, Graft, what it does is I source residential architecture from Puerto Rico, these particular motifs, uh, and I, I think about them. Okay, the project is called Graft because I am trying to express my migration through these uh, decorative motifs. I grew up in a house that was built in the 50s and the 60s that have these particular motifs. Mm. And uh, I think I never thought about them as something that have cultural value uh, until I start traveling back and forth. And that distance, you know, the diaspora, yes. that state where you are thinking about the distance, the journey, mm -hmm. the grief, all these things that are a part of leaving your homeland, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And every time I do an architectural intervention, it's very much in consideration to the place where I want to integrate it. So I look at the building, I look at the quality of the space, the, also the community that, you know, uh, inhabit the space. Yes. And that is exactly what I try to do with the patterns and the motifs. I, I think of them as something that inhabit the architectural space. Yes. But the same way that I want to inhabit a place and make, to make myself feel like I, I'm a part of it, I belong there, this is my, my place. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's that kind of... I, I call it imaginary transplant. You're sourcing something from Puerto Rico and transplanted to American territory. Yeah. Which, you know, Puerto Rico being a part of the United States. But when you come from Puerto Rico, there's a big conundrum. There's the tension and just the examination of that relationship becomes... Uh, a daily thing because it's just is there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not the same. No, it makes me think of the graft concept too. Of like, because it references the skin graft that happens mm -hmm. in medicine, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, how do I um, represent migration? Mm -hmm. You know, it's such a personal thing 
that 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 really feels visceral. Yes. And the older I get, the more I feel it. Actually, mm. it's really strange. The longer you're here, the more you feel it. The older you get, the more you feel yeah, it. Yeah, because wow. uh, is the relationships that I have in Puerto Rico and how those transform through the years. Mm. You see, my wow. my elderly wow. mother, her illnesses. They're really it's really painful because not always you can do something. Sometimes you cannot do anything, yes. and that acceptance combined trying to exercise acceptance combined with the grief is just really it can takes it takes a lot of emotional space what i propose with this project is why don't we think about the cultural value of the uh, residential architecture where we live where the majority yes. of the people of Puerto Rico lives. These are the predominant um, spaces or houses yes. uh, where the lower and middle class uh, people live. That is, is, they prevail throughout the island. So nowadays, now we see a lot of artists, especially Puerto Rican artists, integrating these motifs in their work. Oh, wow. It was really nice for me to see some of the images of your work installed on homes because, like you said, the um, the patterns that you see on your storm door, right? Like, you don't think of that as art. Yeah, they're not meant to be contemplated, yeah, really. They have or, a function. Yeah, or even have any cultural mm-hmm. value, like you said, right? But, like, yeah. when I saw that, I started to think of my childhood home, you know, and like what was on that door and like the paint that was on the, on the concrete, like who painted that? Like there's a pattern there. It's faded. And we walked over it a thousand times, but someone made that, you know, and then, and then my auntie bought that house with that there. Did she like that? (laughs) You know, there's like some, there's some value in that, that you don't realize. And I think when you leave that place, right. When I think about that place, I start to think about my auntie and I start to think about the grief, right. That you're talking about when you're not in the places that you grew up in or that you used to be in. Yeah. 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 There's the focus, right. It, it just shifts. Yeah. There's yeah. a big shift. Definitely. Um, so you have these big installations um, and they're, they're these structures with all of these different materials. Introduce me to this installation, which is different than the ones that you've done in the past. It is. What are we looking at? It is unique because this is the first and only installation I've done that intends to tell the story of the 10 years of graft. So um, what you are looking at are fragments of pieces. Each fragment represents uh, an architectural intervention. So, for example, you look at this one, this flower motif. That was a study for uh, the, the work that was uh, a wall piece, a corner wall piece hmm. that was at the Whitney Museum of American Art. So this is a study of that piece. Mm. And inside the little viewfinder, you viewfinder, can, yes. yeah, the viewfinder, you can see an image of the actual work. Okay. So 
uh, the images that are inside some of the viewfinders or, or the viewfinders here at the gallery will be um, direct reference to the fragments. So they show you the, the full picture. And it, you can observe each fragment in the gallery is um, placed on a pedestal. The pedestal is really responding to this place because this is this is a very um, like um, formal gallery, mm -hmm. and I was thinking, how do I connect my structure to the architecture of this place? Yes. So I just thought of something very formal, very mm -hmm. classic that really connects to this uh, white cube, this architecture, right? The but, pedestal. Yes, yeah. the pedestal. So in each pedestal, there's a fragment. Uh, also, I thought of the pedestals as something that somewhat animate the structure because they feel a, a little bit like bodies. And if I'm thinking about graft as skin, yes. I just, of course, I'm always going to connect this as simple as it looks, <laughs> right? And I actually love that the most, that they look, it could look simple, uh, in appearance, but mm -hmm. yeah, the significance of it, it is so visceral wow. and so personal. Yes. But a lot of my work is repurposed. There's uh, many of these structures don't exist, you know, or they, because I repurpose the work, yeah. <laughs> I continue to use the work. So um, unless uh, it ends up at somebody's home or a collection, I won't. I won't keep. I won't have it. it I will. I will use it as material. Mm -hmm. I won't keep it. I will, unless I want to save it for mm -hmm. pres presenting it in the future. But if it's a large piece like this one, for example, that we're looking at, yeah. that was. This is the structure that sat at the Chicago Botanic Gardens. Oh, so this is the same uh, skeletal of that structure. Okay. And at the Chicago Botanic Gardens, it was called Casa Isla. Is that island home? Yes. Okay. Casa Isla House Island. Yes. Uh, so at the Botanic Garden, it was sitting in the lagoon. It was floating in, like literally floating oh in gosh. the lagoon. It was a really amazing wow. thing to have the <laughs> opportunity to do that, right? Um with a lot of help from structural so engineers. So it was an island itself. It was sitting in the lagoon, wow. yes. So it was sitting for four months. It was a part of uh, an exhibition that celebrated the 50th anniversary of um, the Chicago Botanic Gardens. But um, once that exhibition ends, I am, uh, I, the structure is, is mine. Mm -hmm. I get to keep it. Mm -hmm. So um, I saved the panels. And at the Botanic Garden, it was sitting over 30 feet away from the public. So people couldn't really see yes. or feel the, yeah. the scale of it. Oh, I see. So yes. it, it was, a, of course, I'm not, not going to pass the opportunity to like have this reflection, not only about you know, like work ethics, you know, how, what you do with the work, how you think about mm -hmm. the work, but also pushing that, you know, like creative, creatively. So I, I was very excited. I knew it was going to end up here. Yes. 
And this is this is the main character, really, of this installation, would you say? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes. And as you said, it's made up of these repurposed materials. Um, and because of that, right, like with all of these pieces, they're fragments, it would take a lot, if, if it possible at all, to recreate, right, any, any of those interventions. I wonder if that impermanence is symbolic to you at all. I believe so. I, I, um, I felt very connected with this idea. Mm. It feels really right for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it, yeah, of course, there's so, it's so symbolic, too, thinking about time and what's left behind, mm. you know? So it's, it's, I mean, you see the idea, you can see a documentation of, you know, somebody at 10 and 15, yes. but you don't, you don't have the full experience of it. You have a, a little portion of it, really. Yeah. Just coming back to this metal installation We can call it here. house, home. This, yes, okay. This, <laughs> yeah, this, it's a, it's this a, house it's in, that's the, here. The shape is inspired by the by the, re, the middle class residencies, oh, okay. which are generally flat, or they have a particular um, uh, design. The floor plan mm. is 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 very similar across the board, where there will be a, a row item fence at, at the entrance, and uh, the concrete blocks will sometimes exist in between the entrance or the facade mm. and the and inside the house. Okay. But uh, this is a representation of the four, the four-point star is a representation of a concrete block that I source in Puerto Rico. Okay. And it's it's also just by virtue of being this this specific type of metal. It's shiny, it's reflective. Um, when the garage door opens and the sun shines through, it's illuminated and it just really <laughs> brings it to life. I can only imagine seeing it in the middle of the water in the middle of the day on a sunny day. Um, were you thinking of that type of illumination when you planned it? Yeah, I, it almost made me feel that it connects with celebration. As I was uh, placing the stars on the surface, I kept thinking about a birthday. Birthday. <laughs> a birthday party, yeah. you know, or like a Christmas tree, or something that yes. kind of... It have Celebrate. This, yeah, it, it's, it's the first time that I handmade the pattern you know, of the structure. Okay. I, I wanted this particular iteration to be handcrafted. Yeah. <laughs> We're sitting at this game table. Yes. Uh, it's in reference to something, a game, Domino Domino. Mm-hmm. First of all, describe this table for me. Just, just lay it oh, out. Yeah. What, what are we looking at? <laughs> so what we're looking at is a piece of furniture that was inspired by uh, public furniture. So the original design of this table exists in Puerto Rico at a public plaza, and it's made of concrete. Oh. So that was a, the first time I saw this design. And uh, I'm married to a, a woodworker, and a, he's a fabricator as well and a designer. And 
at some point it's in his life, he's also a musician, it's <laughs> many things. So Dan Sullivan, my husband, he, who have his company that is called Navilus Woodworks. Oh, I, did, he, did he create this? He, uh, he built it at the company, yes. I'm like, that name sounds <laughs> yes. familiar, okay. Yes, so uh, I collaborate a lot. I've been collaborating with Navilus Woodworks for over a decade. So Navilus Woodwork is uh, many people, but my husband is uh, the owner. <laughs> and uh, when I started making this project, it, it was just serendipitous that he started his business and the collaboration have evolved to what is now, you know, which is, is, is very much my full-time job yeah from nine to five <laughs> i will dedicate yeah yeah and now i this is all i do i wow. work with them all the work that we have done together and collaborate with if you look at the table you see right in the middle of the table there's a four-point star as well <laughs> yeah i know i'm like let me look at it yeah so you oh see that's it, right it's right here i didn't even notice that i know but that was completely serendipitous oh. because it was just meant to be yeah yeah Edra Soto is an artist curator and educator she's also the co-director of the outdoor project space the Franklin and she's the artist behind destination or El Destino a decade of graft you have until August 6th to check out this installation at the Hyde Park Art Center. It's free and open to the public seven days a week. For more info, go to hydeparkart.org. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Cleave for editing the show. Sarah Stark was also the engineer for this episode. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. If you love The Rundown, please rate and review the podcast. It helps more people find the show. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. <laughs>